Aloha, this is Abe's Ukulele Podcast, and I'm Abe. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the first of a five-part, very special series that I will be doing and releasing as soon as possible. I was fortunate to attend the Allegheny Ukulele Soiree on the weekend of the 21st of April. I was invited by Mike and his awesome team that put it together. It's off in the beautiful Allegheny Mountains in Pennsylvania, and um, I had such a wonderful experience, and I highly recommend you to check it out if you can. The links will be in the show notes and the description. It should be right in your podcast app or wherever you are listening to this. In this first episode, I got to sit down and have a chat with the amazing teacher and performer Jim DeVille. This interview was recorded on April 21st, and it was recorded in a side room off of one of the main classrooms. So in all of these episodes, you will hear classes going on in the background, um, but I believe it just adds to the ambiance of the workshop. So I hope it does not distract you. Um, it was quite a cute little slightly creepy room with um, stuffed foxes and a weird-looking butler in it. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. So without further ado, here it is. Jim DeVille is a music educator and facilitator who is on a mission to get ukulele players off the paper and playing music by ear. Over the last seven years, he has taught his Play Ukulele by Ear workshops to thousands of players in the United States, Australia, Canada, and the Caribbean. Jim is the author of the Play Ukulele by Ear DVD series and hosts the popular Play Ukulele by Ear website. So I'm here at the Allegheny Ukulele Soiree, and I am sitting down with the great Jim DeVille. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Thank you, Abby, for that wonderful introduction. It's the best one I've had today. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. Uh, yeah, so I just want to sit down and talk to you about ukulele, obviously, and uh, teaching it. And um, like I mentioned before, there's a class going on next door, so please enjoy the ambiance. <laughs> so... Jim, how did you how did you start teaching? Who roped you in? Well, I'll tell you. It was about uh, 20, 25 years ago uh, when someone gave me a banjo. Never give a banjo to someone, a five-string banjo, that doesn't know anything about music, especially mm. if they're married, because uh, <laughs> it can cause a lot of strife, uh, mm. you know, repeating the same forward rolls. You end up practicing in the bathroom a lot uh, by yourself. But anyway, I, I didn't know that much about bluegrass music uh, and old-time music and banjo music, uh, but uh, I always loved music. I was a professional uh, radio announcer and disc jockey in my wow. career, and so I always loved music. And uh, so I, I like to dive into things when I'm given uh, an opportunity, and so I really did dive into bluegrass and old-time music and trying to learn all the styles, the Earl Scruggs three-finger style, mm -hmm. the uh, Keith Melodic style, style, the Don Reno single-string style. I, yeah. I went in all in on it, 
And I also, I started a bluegrass and old-time radio show on a small little AM radio station on the Oregon coast where I was living. And I did that every weekend for six years. So I was really engulfed in the music. But the problem with the five-string banjo and learning the five-string banjo is you're primarily memorizing tablature. So I had memorized most of the Scruggs book, Mm -hmm. and I could play Foggy Mountain Breakdown and Earl's Breakdown and the Flint Hill Special and all those tunes, but I never knew where I was Mm -hmm. in the progression because... Earl doesn't talk about you know chord progressions and the number system. Like what notes uh, you're playing? Yeah, it's, just, it's basically just rolling and looking for melody notes mm. and memorizing tab and his licks. And after 10 years, I could play some things, and uh, but I was fr- frustrated with the ability or the inability to jam and improvise. Yeah. And after 10 years on an instrument, you should be able to do that. And But fortunately, about 2000... I was visiting uh, my wife's grandmother and mm-hmm. in uh, California, and she was a uh, like a really good piano player, a church organist and piano player, and and she had a, a, a an ukulele that had been in her closet for like 50 years. Somebody gave her, brought it back from <laughs> Hawaii. It was a Columbia Hawaiian. I didn't know what it was at the time, but uh, those were actually manufactured in Chicago in the in the teens and 20s. And it's a, it's, it's a nice little ukulele. And, uh, but I told her, I said, I'm a banjo player. I'm not, I'm not going to do anything mm-hmm. with this instrument. But she said, well, take it. You know, you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll do something with it. And I was like, well, Fire all right. <laughs> so what I did was I bought a book, and I started the same old way, you know, memorizing chords and songs. And then I realized, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. I could do this for another 10 years, and I'd basically have the same things memorized. Yeah. You know, I'd have, you know, oh, that goes to C and then F, and, uh, but I would never know where I was. And so it, it prompted me to buy a, a Bob Brosman had a VHS tape out at the time on just basically um, chord inversions and chord mm-hmm. voicings and chord progressions. And that's where, that's when it opened up for me. I started mm-hmm. practicing uh, all these little inversions, and you know, like seventh chord inversions. Oh, nice. And just going up yeah. the neck with these seventh chord inversions. And I realized, oh my goodness, you could play like uh, Sweet Georgia Brown just playing it. There's a D7. And also in my banjo, History. I'd learned a lot about music theory from uh, Bill Keith. Uh, he's a great banjo player uh, and, and theorist. And once I started making the connection, uh, the chords on the circle of fifths and resolving around, I realized, oh my goodness, you don't have to learn one song at a time the old-fashioned mm-hmm. way. You can learn yeah. all the songs <laughs> in advance by learning the popular roots around the circle of fifths. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what got me hooked. Mm. So you came from banjo, now you play ukulele. What do you think about banjo leles? <laughs> In the wrong hands, they're dangerous weapons. <laughs> That's it's, true. You don't want to see uh, someone show up at the workshop with a big banjo, uh, banjo lele. But I do, uh, I work uh, a little bit with the Deering Banjo Company and mm-hmm. uh, with their new uh, uh, tenor uh, banjo uke. And I really like it because uh, I like playing some banjo stuff. Uh, and with this re-entrant string on the top of the ukulele, yeah. you can play uh, banjo stuff on the ukulele too. Yeah, uh, like and, the claw hammer stuff. And also finger picking. So, uh, so I do like them, but mm-hmm. in the, you know, you have to you have to have them set up correctly for mm-hmm. that that true sound. 
but I do play uh, banjo lately, but primarily a standard wooden, mm-hmm. wooden ukulele. Yeah. For me, it's uh, I love the projection because I'm always interested in like, what's the loudest I can get an ukulele? You know, tighten the strings, right. uh, whatever. But somehow the the tone of banjo ukuleles, it doesn't it doesn't quite do it for me. It's the setup. It really is the setup. You have mm-hmm. to have it uh, set up correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, the uh, that's what got me hooked on the ukulele. And eventually, I, I started. I was living on the Oregon coast, and I started driving up to Portland, which is three and a half hours one way, just to teach every other weekend, teach the ukulele. And I eventually sold. Uh, I had some really nice banjos, but I eventually sold all my banjos and went all in on the ukulele, and because of the study of chord progressions and and, and hearing the, the beautiful chord progressions on the ukulele. And, mm-hmm. and that's what led me to um, realize that when people get into a group of two or more ukulele players, what happens is incessant strum syndrome occurs. <laughs> uh, yes. And especially when you're looking at a book. If you're looking at a book, you're actually, what you're doing is reading. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not really playing music, you're reading. And, and so all these ukulele clubs, they'll just... You are my sunshine, my only... That's a good, yeah, that's that's, a good impression. Yeah, that's a good... Uh, <laughs> and they're, or it's just, there's no tempo, there's no dynamics. There's, they're, mm-hmm. they're not thinking the song in their head. And so I started thinking, oh, if people can just think the song in their head and then trans pose that into their fingers the the finger mm-hmm. uh, the rhythm ba 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 ba, yeah. ba. Just, that's the start right mm-hmm. there is already a going, big improvement yeah oh <laughs> uh, another one of my uh, great examples of that is um, a song that many ukulele clubs destroy it's in all their books and it's bad moon rising by okay. credence i thought you were going to say yeah. the wagon wheel uh <laughs> That one too, <laughs> but this one is even worse because it uh, it has a distinctive um, introduction to mm-hmm. it that y- you can hear when you play it the right way uh, or the way that I hear it. Uh, um, it sounds like the beginning of Bad Moon Rising. Mm-hmm. If you play it with incessant strum syndrome, it sounds like um, I see a bad moon rising, and you can't hear the chord, yeah. you can't hear the changes as well either. Um, mm-hmm. But if you Load the song in your, what I call the iHead player and recorder. Mm-hmm. You load it up there and you think, oh, okay, there it is. I can hear bum, ba, ba, bum, ba, da, ba, da. Then it comes out like uh, this. Um. Mm-hmm. At least I've got the rhythm of it now and mm-hmm. a, a little bit of the melody coming through those, those changes. Yeah. And... Excuse me. So I thought, you know, the thing to do here uh, is nobody's teaching this. Nobody's teaching getting off the book and Mm -hmm. getting rid of incessant strum syndrome. Let's start with the three most important chords in Western music, Western popular music. And that's the one, the four and the five in the key Mm -hmm. C, C, F and G or G7. And let's just get that so entrenched in people's ears. Mm -hmm. Uh, One story I like to tell about the three uh, chords of the major scale, uh, the major chords that come out of it, uh, the one, the four, and five, those are the three major chords that come out of any major scale, is <clears throat> the great uh, country songwriter Harlan Howard, who wrote 
songs like I Fall to Pieces mm-hmm. and Heartaches by the Number and I Got a Tiger by the Tail with Buck Owens. Mm. He wrote a lot of number ones. In fact, he wrote 4,000 tunes oh, in wow. his career as a Nashville songwriter. And I would say probably 95% of them had three chords. Mm. Now, now how, do you, how do you get that much music out of that? Well, I'll tell you how. When he was asked by, um, this is a famous quote of his, uh, he was asked by an interviewer, uh, Harlan, what is the essence of a great country song? And he said, it's three chords and the truth. Hmm. And what that says to me is, you know, there's basically two emotions that songwriters mm-hmm. are going to use, right? Yeah. She's either going to leave you or she's going to come back. Mm-hmm. That's it. In country music especially. Mm-hmm. And pop and rock too. There's yeah. two emotions. And you can get those two emotions in the three chords of the major scale. Why? Because every note of the major scale is contained in those three chords. And mm. every interval of those mm. three chords is... so. When I say interval, what I really mean is emotion, because if you go from the one to the two, that's an emotion. Mm-hmm. One to three is an mm-hmm. emotion. One to four is an emotion. Five, oh, that's a good one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Six. Six. So yeah. right there, you've got... Hmm. And I'll tell you what, when you go to the five, seven... She's probably going to leave you there because there's tension in that chord. But there's hope. But she may come back on the four, honey. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> and then you usually end up at home. Yeah. You know? So that's what that was my big light bulb moment right mm. there. was. And then, oh, I have to tell you, this was the other light bulb moment when I figured that out for myself. <clears throat> and I didn't have to guess at songs anymore uh-huh. or where they were going to go when I knew that there were just three chords. And I didn't have to guess on the emotion. Uh, then when I started tearing apart all these three chord songs, I made this r- revelation about <clears throat> lyrics and how important words like love and hate and light and dark uh, uh, are going to fall on the change. Mm-hmm. Usually they're going to fall on the change. And once you understand that when you go to the four, uh, uh, words like sunshine fall on the four mm-hmm. and words like smile and happy those words fall on that chord. Mm-hmm. On the tension chord, well, some people are usually going to die. Oh, yeah. Really? And one of my favorite examples of that is uh, John Denver's uh, Leaving on a Jet Plane. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only go, when you really want to squeeze the most emotion out of a person listening to a song, especially a love song, you can go to the four chord three times in a row. After that, the ear gets too used to it, and you mm-hmm. have to do something else. And John Denver knew that. Uh, he used the four chord, well, he milked it like a Jersey cow. I mean, he really did. Yeah. <laughs> you think about that, uh, all his the beginnings of songs. But leaving on a jet plane is perfect because it goes one, four, one, four, one, four, three times, and then five, seven, one. You know, mm, all my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. There's the four. I'm standing here outside your door. There's the four again. I hate to wake you up to say, I'm leaving. <laughs> You're the tension. I don't want to go, you know? Yeah. But the dawn's breaking. It's early morn. Mm-hmm. Taxi's waiting. He's blown his horn. Already I'm so lonesome I could die. I told you people die on this chord. Yeah. And they do because that word falls there with the tension. Mm-hmm. And they try to kiss me. Yeah. And smile is a four chord word. Mm-hmm. Tell me that you'll wait for me. Mm-hmm. Hold me like you'll never let me go. 
mm-hmm. and so on. I mean, that's <laughs> this is how I get the songs inside of me to where I don't have to think. Yeah. Is that going to F or A minor or G7? No. I think of the emotion. I feel the emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's amazing when you have it, when you input the information uh, musically like that, it changes. I, I was at a, a club once in Vermont and they were uh, practicing a, a song for, for a performance and they asked me to listen to it and see what I thought. And, and it was uh, Twist and Shout. Okay. And I said, uh, and they opened their books and I said, well, why are you opening your books? It only has three chords. Well, we don't know the words. <laughs> shake it up, baby, now. Shake it up, baby. I don't even listen to it and I know the words. 50 years has been yeah. around, you know. Um, so they played it and it was like, When they finished, I said, no, if you play it like that, no one's going to twist nor shout. Yeah. And I said, just close your books and let's see what happens playing it from memory. Mm-hmm. You, know, it, you know, the chords are just G7, C, and F. And they started and they actually, right off the bat, had the rhythm because they were thinking from their iHead player. Mm-hmm. And it, it really did immediately almost Closer sound like the this. Original. Like, uh, They did that on their own. Oh yeah, and they did that. Oh, on okay, their own. and they were like looking at each other, going, yeah. "Oh my god, <laughs> that sounds so much better." Because we're in the music. Oh, we're in the music, oh, and, that's great. and this is another thing that uh, uh, I really stress in my workshops is, you, you know, p- these people, many of them, have been playing for years, and you go, you ask them, "Do you know the difference between a downstroke and an upstroke?" And they just sort of look at you and go, well, the downstroke goes down and the upstroke goes up. That's, that's what just, I say. Uh, that's just ba- I said, oh, no, 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 no. That's true that that's the mechanics mm-hmm. of it. But we're so not listening as ukulele students, mm-hmm. so not listening to what we're doing, mm-hmm. especially because a lot of times we're in big groups of 30 or so, yeah. uh, 20 or 30, where you can't really hear what's going on. Um but a downstroke is kind of a downer mm-hmm. because you're hitting it and it's a harsh sound with the nail going down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the upstroke, on the other hand, is like, oh man, it's like a, a uh, your ukulele has <clears throat> suddenly sprouted angel wings. It's almost always with the, uh, you know, the, that upstroke, the fleshy and, part of the finger, yeah, the fleshy part of the finger coming up, and doesn't that sound light? And doesn't yeah. it sound like it lifts it? Mm-hmm. And if you've got that in your mind to where mm-hmm. and then a song comes along and you are listening to it like that uh, uh, twist and shout you can hear the difference if you slow it down and hear the difference between the downstrokes and upstrokes mm-hmm. yeah and also just the way it's landing too if yeah. you're really listening just yeah. the fact that you're hitting the C going down mm-hmm. before E and A, yeah. and then coming up the other way. <clears throat> so a lot of times I'll, uh, when I've got like a lick in a song, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to memorize the D's and U's, you know, down, down, up, up, down. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's horrible. Down, that, down, yeah, up, now you're, up, down, up. You're trying to remember <laughs> that on, and play the song and mm-hmm. sing the lyrics. But I just think about the musical quality of it and uh, mm-hmm. it makes a big difference like at the end of uh, Buddy Holly's That'll Be The Day where it goes that'll be the day when I die mm-hmm. <clears throat> what I, the way I like to play it is I'll just hit the downstroke at, when it comes back to that mm-hmm. 
And then while that rest is happening, go to the G7 or the 5-7 chord, and then start with an upstroke pattern that goes up, up, down, and then ending on an upstroke on the one. Mm -hmm. And it's completely different than doing the reverse because you're ending on a lilt. So it'll be like mm -hmm. one, two, three. That'll be the day. Mm -hmm. So that lilt at the end of it yeah. gives you more than uh, three, four. That'll be the day. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, that's a downer at the yeah. end of that. So it's really just a matter of slowing down mm -hmm. and listening to what you're doing and, and the technique of, of, of the right hand and the chords mm -hmm. and how the lyrics relate to the chords of the chord progression. Yeah, that, that's great. There's a lot of, a lot of great advice in there. Um, to go way back, I never even thought about C, G, and F, that they have all the notes, notes of, the, of, of the, the major scale. Of the major scale, and I've been studying music for a long time. I never thought of that. That's awesome. Hey, that's, that's good to know. That's that's another reason why you should know the notes of the scale and the chords. Like, what is G? Sometimes I'll ask people, "What notes are in G?" And they're you know they're they're playing the shape. They know the C scale, for example. Right. But then it's still like, "What is this? <laughs> right? What are you asking me?" <laughs> well, this is the start of a good day for me because I've already got a light bulb moment from you, you know, oh, and, and that's what okay. I live for, you know, to, <laughs> to because I'm an adult beginner myself mm -hmm. uh, and I'm a writer also. And so when I was going through this uh, process of learning music, first with the banjo and then with the ukulele, I took a lot of notes and uh, actually wrote a, a, a like a, a basic kind of theory book because I didn't want to forget what I didn't know, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, when I used to ask, well, what's the difference between a, a G major or a five chord and a five, seven, there's a lot of mm -hmm. difference. There's a tension in the five, seven that forces the chord back home. That isn't in the five major chord, mm -hmm. just basic observations like that. I didn't want to forget them, but moreover, when someone asked me about it, I didn't want to forget that I didn't know that information either. Mm -hmm. And I, and have the heart to, to, to share it with them. Mm -hmm. uh, in an honest way and not say, well, you dummy, you know, <laughs> don't you know the difference between a five and a yeah. five, seven chord? Mm -hmm. uh, you can't forget where you come from uh, when you're learning this stuff. And uh, with adult beginners, uh, they're already, you know, they adult beginners are a special breed because they've, they've been learning their entire lives, but then to suddenly be thrown into a place uh, as, um, uh, as fragile as learning music mm -hmm. and where this whole talent thing is is brought into play and oh, it yeah. can really hurt people uh, if you're not careful in, in the way you you teach them mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, but that's what I live for I, I'm not I didn't get into this to become a performer I got mm -hmm. into it to uh, to share the light bulb moments that I had mm -hmm. and and it, it's it's pretty it's it pretty amazing in in the 10 years of just of teaching ukulele full-time on the road um, how much I more I have learned, but just the the light bulb moments I've seen with people when they the these basic kind of observations that people mm -hmm. never think about, you bring them up and they go, "Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Great. That all those notes are in there. So every emotion is in there. Mm. It's a wonderful thing. Music. That's why music is such a wonderful thing. It's mm -hmm. it's all this emotion, and uh, but when you can free people to hear it, yeah, that's the cool thing and. I'll dovetail into what I'm doing now. Okay. I've just, uh, after, you know, like I said, nine years of doing this full time. And, you know, I, I finally I, get, no. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got it. 
Well, I do about 16 workshops, uh, maybe five repertoire workshops and, and the rest sort of uh, playing by ear workshops. Mm-hmm. But uh, my newest one is called The Emotional Value of Chords. And okay. it sort of dovetailed perfectly in with a, uh, the arrival to my house of a, of a, a chord chart template mm-hmm. that a woman, uh, Heather Beeman, is putting together in Idaho. Uh, and it's... Uh, is that this one? Yeah, the chords of the awesome. major scale. And the, the information's up on my website under my products page, playukulelebyear.com, under the products page. But the great thing about these chord charts is they show you the chords of each major scale, mm-hmm. and it's very easy to just practice them up and down, like starting on the one and going to the two minor, and then the three minor, and the four, and the five, and the six. You're hearing the scale going up. Da, 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 da. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's really imperative that people learn how to hear the, those chords going up and going down. Yeah, you know, and the way they all relate. Oh, Neil Diamond was and is one of the greatest pop songwriters mm-hmm. of all time. You know, he cut his teeth at the Brill Building in, in New York on Broadway uh, back in the '60s with Carol King and Neil Sedaka mm-hmm. and all those people that were pumping out those those uh, those hits. You know, yeah. And they didn't get in there and say. Uh, let's let's come up with a new scale and a bunch of new mm-hmm. chords uh, that people have never heard and their ears aren't familiar with. They yeah. said, let's take the chords of the major scale, mm-hmm. and there's basically six our ear want to hear. And if we start on the one, that only gives us five other options, really. That's not a lot of chords mm-hmm. to work with, but our ear loves it so much. And Neil was so great at writing tunes that uh, completely... Uh, um, maximize the, the 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 chords of the major scale mm-hmm. that's why uh, one of the songs that i use in my workshop is sweet caroline is because that song was written over 50 years ago mm. and it, they play it every uh home game for the boston red sox okay. at the bottom yeah. of the seventh inning they play sweet caroline mm. and it gets fifty thousand people on their seats wow. out of their seats singing that tune mm-hmm. and why and you know what the answer to that is it's the chord progression hmm. and how the chords match perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to show you how he used, at the end of it, how he used those chords, um, the one, four, five. Of course, the most popular chord progression mm-hmm. in, in these songs is just going. Yeah. So he goes, sweet Caroline. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's talking to his girl, so he's going to go to a four chord. Yeah. Good times. Attention. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Now here's the best part. Five, four, three, two, one. He just walks it right down the scale, mm, yeah, back to the one. Really nice. And everybody just goes, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> because our ears love so far, me, Ray. And he uses that in a bunch of tunes. Bob mm. Dylan uh, used mm-hmm. it going up, you know, once upon a time, press so fine through the bums of dime in your time. Didn't you? That's where he got that. Didn't you? Mm-hmm. Was going to the five. <laughs> Go to the five. <laughs> ah, yeah, so you could go, once upon a time, yeah. press so fine through the bums of dime in the five, to the five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so that's, you know, if you can take 
uh, <coughs> these songs and make them fun and, t- but, and tear them apart and get to the, the skeletal uh, construction of the chords. Mm-hmm. And you don't start with Thelonious Monk, mm. please. <laughs> you know, that's Let, advanced. Yeah, let's let's start with, uh, you know, John Denver and Neil mm-hmm. Diamond and and people that really knew how to uh, maximize the chords of the major scale and practice those chords up and down and in an interval fashion. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, uh, and using the numbers as opposed to the letters, you're you're you're, you're getting off the page mm-hmm. and internalizing the music. I've seen it over and over how <laughs> the joy that comes from doing it this way. Mm. So speaking of uh, singing the chord changes, one of the things I love about Hallelujah by uh, well, Leonard you could, Cohen, say, you could yeah. say anyone really, yeah. Leonard Cohen, Rufus Wainwright, whoever. Right. Um, he says goes like this: the fourth, the fifth, the right. minor fall, and then the major lift. Right. I believe it's F, G, A minor, and then, especially on the ukulele, you're just one finger away from F, which is the major lift. Uh-huh. I always love that. Just oh, like, yeah. It, tell me what the chords are in the song, but make it work. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that would work in every song, but that's a nice... Uh, you can't do that in every song, but... <laughs> but that's Sing the, the beauty of, of, of going slow mm-hmm. uh, when you're learning a song. Yeah. Because oftentimes, like, a, a very popular chord progression is the one... Six minor, mm-hmm. four, five, seven. In fact, that's what uh, they're teaching in the in the next room is the do wop. Can you hear? Is the do wop <laughs> progression? One, mm-hmm. six minor, four, five, seven. Mm-hmm. But some people just memorize it and they don't, don't. But listen to how close the six minor and the four are. I mean, that's only one note difference mm-hmm. right there. So you have to really make these chords, uh, the chords of the major scale, and then their progressions, you have to make them your friends. Invite yeah. them over for barbecues, mm. you know, hootenannies, sing-alongs, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it'll change the way you play your instrument. It mm. really will. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, before we go, I wanted to ask you about tuning and how you, not just how you tune, but how do you, uh, and not just how you teach tuning, but how do you get to the point where your students are successfully tuning quickly and easily and preferably by ear, because that's, that's your area. Right. Well, the way to do it uh, is by buying an A440 tuning fork. And by mm-hmm. A440, I mean it's tuned to a concert pitch A at 440 cycles per second. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to purchase one for... 10 bucks, 12 bucks. You can go to my website, playukulelebyear.com, and up in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little uh, circle, and if you click on it, you'll hear... Uh, I can't do it off that table. You'll hear that A tone. <laughs> and even people say, I can't sing, or I can't... Well, if you took this and put it on your skull, too, it would resonate your mm-hmm. brain, you know, <laughs> to where... I, we're not talking about singing here. We're talking about internalizing vibration mm-hmm. at 440 cycles per second. So you just strike the fork on your knee and you put it on your uke and you've got that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sh- that matches that pitch. If it doesn't... You just turn the thing until it's... <laughs> now, most people can hear that that's not correct. Something's wrong. Right. And once you have the A in your head... Mm, then I can go can see. Yep, I've, already, I've already got it right here. Mm-hmm. Then I can check it and see if it's in tune with the fork. And if it's perfectly in tune with the fork, 
it'll actually vibrate the string without me uh, touching it. Mm-hmm. And then you just go um, to the other strings and find yeah. find your other A's. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because I usually start out uh, with uh, playing one tone mm-hmm. on the uke in a workshop and using the iHead player and recorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, within a minute, I can get people to hear and be able to recognize one twelfth of all the named notes in Western music by mm-hmm. ear. Because mm, if you just hum it and then you talk it, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and then you stop and you go, okay, I'm still in C. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere. I'm still in the same key. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I, I also recommend if you really want to get into every key that you play in, just like take one day and talk to your family only in one key. Do the dishes. Go park the car. <laughs> Do take the me to school. Dishes now. <laughs> oh, so you that can might have get a lot annoying, of, but yeah. yeah. Oh, it is annoying, but you, you'll never forget that key, mm-hmm. will you? So yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, Nick Page. He's a music educator. He does, I don't know if he plays ukulele, but um, he has this book. And, uh, you know, I always bring it up when people say they can't sing. I, I just tell them, if you can speak, you can sing. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, you know, you're making sound with your mouth. It might not sound good. That's okay. But if you can hear the note, you can sing it. You might need practice. You might have been told you're a terrible singer when you're a kid, but there, there's something there. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like my, if you can uh, walk, you can dance, even if you don't like dancing. I mentioned earlier, maybe it was off mic, but uh, The Music Man, uh, starring Robert mm-hmm. Preston, the, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the musical, that uh, Broadway musical from uh, Meredith Wilson that was made into a movie in the early 60s. It's really a fabulous uh, uh, movie because of the musical insights in it. And uh, my favorite scene is there's the four members of the school board, and they haven't gotten along for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're standing at the picnic park for the uh, 4th of July celebration, and Robert Preston, who's a, a kind of a, a traveling salesman, huckster kind of guy, he comes up to the school board and he, he blows a pitch pipe, you know, like maybe A, or uh, mm-hmm. A, A, uh, and he goes, sing that note. And the guy goes, the, one of the school board says, well, uh, I can't sing if that's what you mean. And he, and this is one of the greatest lines of the movie. Singing is nothing more than sustained talking. And then the whole school board starts singing harmony to that. The next mm-hmm. thing you know, they're singing ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. Oh, and then they're awesome. all happy. And from then on, they, they're like this great uh, barbershop quartet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you can't. Uh, put roadblocks, mental roadblocks, mm-hmm. blocks in your in your way. Yeah, you just and you can't be afraid to you know mm, to just hum and have fun, mm-hmm. you know, and get out get out of your head and get into your ears. Mm-hmm. That's the first step in becoming a musician. Yeah, I mean, if if you're not getting paid, nobody's gonna nobody's really gonna care. Yeah, <laughs> so unless they you know good. you pay 175 a ticket, you better be good. Yeah, but, you know. then then you have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, Jim. It's been great talking to you. I know I could talk to you all day about this. Um, That's $175. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to my bookkeeper. <laughs> so thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I'm out uh, full-time on the road all year long trying to spread the word, the gospel of playing by ear, and uh, so I appreciate you helping me in that endeavor. Yeah, we'll have to get you to Connecticut for a festival if we ever have one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely uh, do that. Thank you. All right. Thanks. There you have it. 
I hope you enjoyed that and learned a lot. I know I did. And that's going to do it for today's episode. This is, remember, a special edition. This is one of five, and they will be released as soon as possible. These episodes are brought to you by the Allegheny Ukulele Collective, an amazing group of ukulele players and teachers located in the Allegheny Mountains. So I do want to give them a huge shout-out for being so amazing and putting on this incredible event and, of course, inviting me out there. Since this is also not a normal episode, you still have time to enter to win the crystal-colored Koloha soprano strings. They are not in stores, and they are so pretty. I have a red set and a blue set, and the only thing that you have to do to enter to win is to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It helps more people find the show, and it lets me know how I'm doing. I have two more reviews here. One, The first one is from Obi's mom. Obi's mom says, I love the ukulele too. I appreciate his approach and information. He is soft-spoken but still uses inflection and expression to make this an interesting listen. The overall effect is that I am in a close conversation with a friend discussing all things ukulele. So very inspiring and interesting. Keep producing, Abe, and I will keep strumming and listening. Thank you so much, Obi's mom. I am so glad to hear that I am really getting the dream, which is just to be in a conversation discussing all things ukulele. (laughs) That's great. And there's another review from Grammy Dot. Grammy Dot says, Abe gives you good information on instruments, musicians, useful websites, tuners, etc. The kind of stuff we talk about during lunch after a ukulele group jam. His mellow voice is soothing too. Aw, thanks. Totally enjoyable, Abe. I hope to run into you at a ukulele festival one of these days. Yeah, I'd love to meet you too. Um, If you know what I look like, just come say hello. I am... In general, not the type of person who goes out of my way to meet people. I'm a little bit um, not necessarily reserved or shy, but I'm not so outgoing. But I really do love meeting new people. So if you see me, come say hello. I would love to meet you and just talk about ukuleles, of course. And so we have finally reached the end of this episode. Thank you again so much for joining me. And stay tuned very soon. The next episode of the Allegheny Ukulele Soiree special will be out shortly. Bye. Ukulele.